Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. a beautiful Sunday evening here in Northeast PA. I'm Mark Kyes and I'm here with my good friends. I'm Kelly McRae. Joe Hawk. Ed Mac, Daddy McRae. And uh, we thank you for tuning in and joining us tonight. It's, it's been an incredible weekend here. Uh, the, the weather's been great. You guys all had the pleasure of going out to the Northeast Fair Friday night and meeting a lot of people out there. And how did that go? It, uh, it went good. It good. We had a nice little crowd there, and uh, I want to give a special thanks out to, to Bob Shorts. Uh, he uh, he held. A, we, we were running a few minutes late with the uh, the traffic and, and a couple other issues, but we got there. But he, he held it off. He, he really did. He did the crowd. It was about five minutes or so, but he, he did very well. Nice. And uh, I understand one of our uh, former clients had uh, come out to. Uh, Yes, sir. Talk to you guys, and everything is still well with them? Yeah, everything went over well, and uh, I got to throw a big hand out to Joe and Stan. They captivated the crowd, and everybody <laughs> listened attentively to Joe and Stan. Let me tell you, they had they were a crowd catcher. But the people there, a client of the PPA, they were very satisfied, happy with the results of the help that the PPA provided them, and they wanted to get that 
out and you know they approached Joe and Stan and uh, also Kelly there at the fair and uh, just let them know how good we did. I was actually going to have them talk, but unfortunately we're out of time because Ron Diamond needs like 20 minutes to prepare and then half hour on or whatever. So you know we kind of got pushed off the stage, but um, you know we, we did a great crowd uh, interacting. And it was very nice. Well, that's great. As you guys know, we always follow up with our clients. Usually we check in two weeks after uh, we do a resolution and then maybe a month later. Uh, but this has been some time since we've talked to them and and we usually have a little bit of homework for people to do but it sounds like things are going really well for them so uh, we, we appreciate them coming out and uh, saying hello and giving us some feedback on that no the feedback's great when they come out like that and come up I, I wasn't aware of the case but it was awesome to see that one that the PPA did worked out awesome it was there they were very very happy with it yep. um, also real quick I want to get in there there's a there's a little thing that the East Coast Paracon is looking into um, look at doing a um, well, we're looking at doing a cruise, to be honest with you. We're, we're going to try to do like a, a paranormal cruise. Nice. Uh, hopefully, maybe mark in accordance with the PPA, maybe we get things going. Um, but what, uh, what I wanted to do is I wanted to give a, a huge shout out to the, to the ladies at um, AAA that helped us out so much. It's uh, Joanne, Samantha, Robin, and Cindy. I, wanna, I told them I'd give them a shout out. and <laughs> They appreciate it. They, they worked, they worked their, their butts off trying to help us, and uh, they did good. They got, us, they got us back within probably not even 24 hours, so. That was, was good. good. Good work. Great. So uh, any information on that will be posted uh, in the future at the, the East Coast Paracon website? Right. Absolutely. And we could even maybe do it on uh, Facebook on um, Paranormal Science. Yeah, we'll uh, absolutely put a shout out when that's ready to go. It's, we're still in the talking stages, but we're looking forward to it. Excellent. And another question would be, would be Lauren and Mark joining us? That would be great. That would be awesome. That would be great. Not to, not to put you on Front Street. I hope Lauren's listening at home and gets a bug <laughs> in her ear. <laughs> well, one other thing that I just want to mention, that you could come out and uh, see the Paranormal Science crew at the Summer Holistic and Mystical Fair, and that's going to be in Clark Summit, PA, in, uh, uh, I think it's... Uh, called Pocket Park. It's on Depot Street, but there's going to be food vendors there, uh, psychic mediums, tarot card read readers, angel card readers, Reiki healers, uh, young uh, living essential oil information, uh, massage, reflexology, and, and just so much more. We're going to be there, and people could come on down and, and talk to us and, and see what... Uh, you know, this stuff is all about if you're interested or have any kind of interest. But uh, the best part about this event is it's going to uh, benefit the Women's Resource Center of Lackawanna County. Oh, that's, that's awesome. And uh, they're looking for vendors, which if anybody uh, wants to be a vendor, if you, you feel you fit this venue, uh, you could uh, go on to uh, Facebook. I guess it might be the easiest way to Goddess Creations. They're the host of this event, Goddess Creations on Facebook. Is that Goddess? Goddess, G-O-D-D-E-S-S, -S, Creations. And uh, they're a business out of Clark Summit. And the, the admission to this, if you just want to come and, and uh, see what everything is about there, is only $3. So awesome. it's, it's, it's almost a That's free cheap. event for people. So it's very cheap. Like I said, it goes to benefit the Women's Resource Center. It's a, it's a really good fundraiser. Yeah. So we're looking forward to that. And uh, I guess I should mention that... Uh, this is going to be July 23rd. It's from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Again, it's in Clark Summit at, uh, they call it the Pocket Park on, uh, Pocket Park on Depot Street. Hmm. Is there any landmarks by there that you're aware of? I, I'm not familiar with it. Uh, Downtown area, possibly? Honestly, I'm not sure where that is We're myself. We'll find out about that. We'll get that out at a later show, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Well, but, their uh, website should have everything on, their directions and all that. Probably some MapQuest. Yep. Yeah, if you, if you just... Uh, MapQuest Depot Street. I don't believe it's that long, if if I'm correct. So mm -hmm. look for the park on Depot Street. I will be. You'll find it. So anyway, uh, we, we got uh, a really 
interesting uh, set of guests tonight, and I'm, I'm really excited to to uh, have them on. I've been well, you know waiting to do this for quite a while, and uh, we've talked about this before. It's it's often quite hard for some clients to get uh, you know clergy from any faith to come out and and help them out sometimes when they start talking about hauntings, uh-huh. and you know we rely primarily on uh, the psychic mediums we work with to come out and help us out. But again, even ourselves, you know, sometimes we have a little hard time getting clergy to come out. We've been a little bit lucky when we've had them come out afterwards mm-hmm. to do some um, blessings and cleansings of the home. It's sort of uh, like a nice finishing touch on the work sure. that our, our mediums do. But uh, these two uh, have sort of joined forces to go out and, and help people. And uh, I, I was uh, fortunate enough to get them uh, both together tonight to call in. And uh, we have uh, psychic medium Kathy Brown and Father Billy Clark calling in. They're both from New York. And Kathy and Father Billy, you know, thank you for joining us on the show. Well, My thank you very much. You. Welcome. Welcome to the show. So this is kind of exciting for me because, uh, like I, like I said, uh, sometimes it's really tough to get some clergy on board. And, uh, you know, Father Billy, if, if you don't mind me asking, uh, I'll start with you. Um, you know, when it comes to uh, a lot of clergy, why do you think that is that uh, a, a lot of people are a little hesitant to come out to help clients when, when it comes to, um, you know, paranormal reports or haunting reports? Well, I, I can't really speak to um, too many other people, but I can tell you in general, I think a lot of people um, get kind of get caught in in between part. There's those that recognize that there's the demonic going on, and that's definitely when uh, somebody who's ordained is needed. And there's those that kind of understand the ghost work. But there's a whole group in between <laughs> where you have sometimes uh, both things happening at the same time. So sometimes people um, of, of both camps, both those that are religious and spiritual, can get in over over their heads, especially if they don't have the training or if they lack the faith or confidence to go out and do the work that they're being asked to do, too. Yeah, and you know, um, I, I think just from historically, from what I've found, um, it really seems to be a great mix, even within all, all different types of clergy. Uh, you know, some of them are into, uh, you know, working on this kind of stuff, and, and some aren't, just like people who are, uh, you know, just from your, your, your average citizen. You know, some people are into this and some are not. So, you know, I guess it's not everybody's bag. But, uh, uh, Kathy, I, I want to uh, to uh, switch to you here and, and just to kind of give uh, people a little bit of an idea of, of how we met. We, we actually had met in person at a, a mutual friend's party. And uh, you, I, I guess, can I say, hesitantly approached me and wanted to <laughs> offer some, some information. And uh, it was on a, a criminal case I was working on. And, and I got to tell you, you, you absolutely blew me away with your knowledge of uh, the, the background. And, and I don't want to get into the case, but... Uh, I, I just like to say, um, you know, you, you did a fantastic job. You blew me away having never met me, um, just walking up and saying, you know, am I open to some information? But uh, can can you give us a little bit of your background? You are a psychic medium, and yeah. uh, you, you do work on paranormal cases. So uh, let, let's go back to the beginning. Were you born with some level of ability, or did it come later in life for you? Um, actually, yes, um, and thank you for uh, having us on. This is quite the pleasure, um, and it was so nice to meet you, Mark. Well, um, you. Yes, and uh, yeah, I actually was born with it. Um, I, you know, I knew at the young age of five 
that something was going on. I, I used to be able to see spirit, you know, when I was that age. And uh, my spirit guide, Greg, who's still with me to this day, um, is, you know, was uh, the invisible friend, you know, that uh, everybody thought that he was. But to me, you know, he wasn't. And uh, so as I grew up, um, it got to be about 11 or 12, you know, I had these abilities. But then I like to say that life got in the way, you know, or that, you know, I became a teenager and, um, you know, I, I kind of had to do life. So it kind of left me for a while. It was still there. I don't know if it truly left, but, you know, it was one of those things where you could tell, you know, if somebody called who it was going to be, that kind of thing, could still have the empathy about you. I didn't have much spirit for a long time after that, until about five, six years ago when um, I had an experience at a wake, and um, it just came rushing back. So... Um, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely was since I was little, but um, sometimes you know, we have a tendency to block it or tuck it away somewhere um, because we have to do life, so to speak. Um, and then there's others that don't do that, but in my case, I did. So, um, but it had come back you know, about five or six years ago, and I've embraced it ever since. So um, it's been a wonderful journey. Um, and to be able to help people and, you know, to be able to the way that you and I had met and um, was so grateful that you were so open because I don't like to do that too often. Just go up to people and go, hey, guess what? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I have something to tell you. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Kathy, I have a question. Um, Sure. When, when you, you said it just kind of came back to you in, in a flooding way, which right. I'm assuming is, what do you mean like that is like like overwhelming way, if you would? Yeah. It, now, oh. is it because you, is it because you sought it out again or did it just one day you woke up and, and spirit was there to greet you? Well, um, <laughs> kind of, oddly, when I went to the wake, um, it, I don't know that it was that I sought it out so much as it sought me out again. Um, I look at it like I was needed. You know, God needed me to be um, the vessel again. God needed me to, to do the help and the work again. Um, but also spirit guides and um, angels. People needed me to help them. So when I went to the wake, um, I had no idea that my life was going to change once again that day. So when I went there and the the person who had passed away, he had um, basically, the only way that I can describe this is the Whoopi Goldberg movie, Ghost, um, that he kind of just went into my body like and was talking to me as if he was, you know, in my head and it was big echo and it was very loud and I was like, wow, what are you doing there? <laughs> you know? And, uh, so that was the day that everything changed, you know, for me. And it was, um, brought to me. Um, and I was very scared. I was very scared at that point because I did not know what was going on. Um, so I struggled with that for a little while, and then I met some people that um, were gifted and understood and helped me along, helped me understand. So, um, yeah, it, it, it happened like that, and I just feel very blessed to be able to, to do what I do. So, um, but, but, yeah, I definitely didn't realize that that was my path until it actually came to me. I understand. <laughs> 
Well, yeah. uh, unfortunately, we were up against the break already, uh, so we're going to ask you guys to hang on, and uh, we're going to take a, a quick commercial break. When we come back, uh, Father Bill, I, I want to kind of get into your uh, your background a little bit and, and what got you into uh, wanting to uh, pursue this particular path of helping people. So stick That's with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to Paranormal Science on WYLK. Hey, it's Mark Hayes from Paranormal Science. Did you ever get that feeling like you have a thousand demons tearing at your back? You know the pain. Are you uncomfortable in your own body, like you're possessed with somebody else's torment and suffering? You don't need an exorcist. You need chiropractics. Dedicated to providing the best chiropractic and rehabilitative care possible, chiropractics will get you back into the body you remember. Chiropractics, 569 Pier Street, Kingston, PA. Check them out on the web, getchiropractics.com, T-I-X on the end, or call 570-288-5800 and get back to living. Hi, folks. It's Elmer here again. People been telling me to go to the marketplace of Steamtown and Scranton to see a psychic. At my age, don't know why I should do that. I'll be talking to the spirits face-to-face soon enough. I hear there's going to be some people there talking about how to look for a Bigfoot. I thought this was only for paranormal stuff, not someone selling shoes. Oh, well, I'll stop in and see if maybe they have my size. See you on the 24th of September at the East Coast Paracon. Talk to you soon. Welcome back. You're listening to Paranormal Science on WILK. And tonight we're speaking with psychic medium Kathy Brown and Father Billy Clark, both who work on uh, hauntings and spiritual issues. And we thank you both for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, Father, I'd, I'd kind of like to go back to you and get a little bit of your background. And uh, I'm, I'm curious, you do a, a lot of uh, uh, different kind of work, um, you know, from deliverance uh, to um, like spiritual counseling. What what got yep. you interested or directed to that line of work? Well, uh, early on, I had a choice of two two directions to go. I still had to be, um, God was leading me to be ordained in the line of apostolic succession. So for me, that was either a traditional route, with it, which is Roman Catholic, which you, you'd typically be assigned to a diocese and uh, have your own parish, or Old Holy Catholic, which I'd have more autonomy. I could go and teach and go wherever he leads me to. So I prayed about, okay, which way do I go? And he said, Old Holy does the greater amount of good. I said, okay, that's it. So, so that would almost be like a, um, almost like from a missionary, if you will. Um, kind of, except uh, a lot more autonomy. It's, it's more, um, I do a lot of house blessing work. I teach a lot. And also the majority of information that we uh, share um, is through the stigmata that my wife experienced. So here's a, here's a couple big shockers for you. Number one, I'm married, <laughs> as you can be in the old Holy Catholic. And number two, my wife has the Holy Stigmata. So that's where I kind of got my ministry. It's much, much different. And um, it's very specified, but it's uh, also quite enjoyable, too. Now, when you say stigmata, do you mean the actual, like, is it like from, like, the spirit of destiny, or would it be in the hands from the crucifixion, or? Uh, I'm not sure what the spirit, uh, oh, you said spirit, I'm sorry, I thought you said spirit of destiny. No, destiny. Yeah, it's the uh, the five wounds of Christ, so she actually went through those five, and then also had uh, the whip marks on the back, and the crown of thorns, too. Really? And, and, yeah. and, and over how long was that process? Oh, that was a several-year process that started back in, um, 
06, and we actually put out a, a book about it, too, uh, God's Workbook, Shifting into Light. And the main purpose she was asked to go through those were specific for prayers that we were asked to share, the divine decrees. So the house blessing work, the deliverance, exorcism work, and the healing work I do all help to lead people back to prayer, lead them back to God, and hopefully uh, encourage their relationship with God, too. Wow, so does your wife now come out and help you? Um, no, but we actually do a lot of prayer. She just uh, did a blessing on me right before I got on the show. <laughs> so oh, I, still, I still, yeah, we still uh, pray about a lot of things together. So what, what got you interested in, in helping people with uh, the different spiritual issues, I'll say, in, in hauntings? Well, um, it goes way back. Uh, my, thankfully, I grew up in a, a wonderful family. We had a um, had an older sister, Kathy, who was born with Down syndrome, um, but unfortunately, she passed in '82, and it was pretty Sorry much from to hear the. That. Yeah, and she was, you would have loved her. She would have made you giggle, and you would have had a great time around her. But um, she still helps me now these days, but um, just a little bit differently. So she had a big shaping on my life, but uh, I had a hard time with it after she died, and it took me a while. And it wasn't until um, I met my wife, and she gave me a, a prayer to do for deliverance, and I said it for myself. And as soon as I said the prayer, boy, I, I shook on the bed for about five minutes straight, and I could see the face of the unholy that was bothering me and as soon as I finished and I said the prayer boom it went and I felt like I hadn't felt since she passed so it was a tremendous personal moving for me that that kind of led me on and encouraged me boy if this is happening to me I can imagine how many other people it's happening to too so what exactly when you say you saw the face of the unholy well, why, why is that like were you going through something um, at the time in your life no, I, I, I don't want to get I, personal if you don't but no I, you no just, I'm fine getting personal I mean the way I look at this life is it, if I go through this life and nobody knows my name but knows all the stuff I've asked to be sh that God's asked me to share great so I'm I, fine I, you I, can ask away. I, I absolutely agree this isn't a dress rehearsal you only got one shot yeah, at you it. bet you bet so um, I think it was because it was a, a period of vulnerability for me um, I think it was on me to, to get ordained and to help. At the time, I didn't know it, but um, we have a lot of people that told me they always knew it was going to happen to me. But apparently, I took the long route in getting here. I chased everything else but God for a while, and it took uh, God a little while to catch me, and I'm so glad he did. And thankfully, I've got a big mouth, as you can tell, and I hopefully will have me using it for the rest of my life for him. That's so, excellent. Kathy, how did the two of you uh, come to join together and, and <laughs> go out and work some cases? <laughs> Well, that's a fun story. Uh, how, how father, really. <laughs> Shall we say um, the universe brought you together? Yeah. Well, you know, at first it's funny is that um, I had not wanted anything to do with Father Billy when, when I first met him. Um, and, and this is a fun story um, because I went to Catholic school when when I was growing up. And back then, I won't say how far back then because, you know, the girl doesn't tell you how old she is so um it, it was it, being in a Catholic school back then wasn't wasn't always the best uh uh thing or place to be um so I really didn't have greatest experiences with priests or nuns or anything like that I'll just say that so um I was uh, at a psychic fair a psychic event and I was um I had a table and uh my friend Lisa and her daughter Megan were my front people. And uh, so out of the corner of my eye, I was so busy. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw Father Billy walk up to the table. And I, all I could see was his collar. <laughs> so immediately, it was a fear factor for me. 
and you know, as Father Billy and I discuss it now, it's it's more the manipulation, you know, that that I had gone through as a child, and you know, always being fearful of getting closer to God because of the manipulation I went through as a child of being afraid of, you know, the the meanness, so to speak. And so um, when I first met him and then he walked away and then looked at Lisa and I went, what is the priest doing at my booth? <laughs> you know, and that was my immediate reaction. And then I got busy again and I totally, you know, went into my own world. But as Lisa and I and Megan were walking to go to dinner after, she handed me his card and went, she's really nice. You really should talk to him, blah, blah, blah. And I looked at his card and I went, demonologist? Uh, priest? Uh, no, I don't think so. Kathy does not deal with this. <laughs> and so I rejected, you know, getting to know him for at least probably a good year. And then we met again at another event. And I got to know Father Billy some more, warmed up to him a little bit more. Got to know him at another event, warmed up to him a little bit more. So then we became friends. And he showed me that, you know, not all priests are bad. <laughs> so, um, and that I could get closer to God. And I could understand more about what it was that I needed to do and how I could do it. And then I just learned so much from Father Billy about my gift, more about my gifts, more that God needed me to do with my gift. There was just so much more out there. So we started doing some cemetery work. And cemetery work meaning um, helping ghosts, helping um, the manipulated um, go home. I'll let Father Billy talk more about that. Um, but um, that's kind of how, you know, our, how we met and how I learned more from him and then how I learned more from God. So uh, that's how we built our relationship. But fear was the first thing for me. And it had nothing to do with Father Billy himself because he's a really <laughs> fun guy. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, we've become really good friends. And actually, Father Billy is the one who ordained me, in essence, God did, but my mentor. So, um, but that became, you know, more clear, and I, and I was able to not be as in such fear. But that's, that's how we came to be uh, working um, friends and, um, you know, partners in, in, in what we do, too. So, um, and it all leads to one thing is, you know, helping others um, understand God more, becoming more in prayer and love, basically. So, And you yeah. know what, uh, your, your historical experiences uh, leading you to fear uh, is a great example of what we talk about on the show all the time uh, in sort of a, a different setting, that when people start experiencing a haunting, Instantly, mm -hmm. I think, based on their experiences from television or movies, jump to the conclusion that they have something really bad there without really right. taking a look at it first. Not, not to say that some people don't, but, uh, yep. you know, your, your past really does influence your present. So it, it, uh, it we does. always tell everybody, even our own investigators, keep a very open, objective mind and look at it. You know, pick it apart and just don't jump to conclusions based on what you think you know. Right, mm -hmm. and that's you're absolutely right about that, and and I came to learn that. 
you know, but it took me a while. So your uh, your psychic uh, senses must be kicking in because one of the first questions that, I, that I've been waiting to ask you guys, because I, I uh, <laughs> looking off the website, uh, you know, Father, I know you do, you know, deliverance exorcisms and, and have gone and done cleansings at cemeteries. Um, uh, I, I guess I, I, if I don't, uh, if you don't mind me putting you on the spot a little bit, number one, because I know uh, when when a lot of people are engaged in a lot of prayer, that uh, that actually makes them more sensitive. It opens them up somewhat. But, uh, you know, do you have any senses yourself in going into cemeteries? Can you sense if there are, you know, wandering souls still there and, you know, how... How, how does uh, working with a medium, I guess, enhance your experience going into cemeteries to help people? Oh, excellent question. Well, very well thought out. The, um, the thing I enjoy about it the most is um, you're spot on when you said prayer can help this to heighten the gifts or sensitivities. In fact, when in, in the Bible where it talks about some of the demons can only be cast out through prayer and fasting, the reason behind that is when you pray and when you fast, that thins the veil so that you can actually hear God and hear the Holy Spirit better so that you can pray and get the name of that unholy that's causing the problem. So you can actually, you can hear much more clearly when you're praying. And you should fast pretty much when, whenever God tells you to. Don't just go out and fast to try and thin the veil. That's never a good idea. But in general, um, if I'm driving by a place, I get a heads up, hey, pull over, and then I pull over. So God's been training me a long time. <laughs> so now it's to the point where he says this place needs help, and then I go over and pull out. So um, and I guess to attend to your question of how, it's more like a, a feeling and a knowing. It's almost like God dips me in a can of paint and pulls me out and says, okay, what color is the paint? So that's how he uses me. But what's nice about using somebody with complementary gifts uh, as a partner in this work, like with Kathy, when we go in, I don't see the ghost like she does, but I'll know that this area needs help. Um, so then we walk to that area, and next thing you know, she's seeing a whole bunch of people there that need help crossing. So my job is to do a prayer. And actually, I'll, I'll say the prayer for you guys so that you know it, and you can use it anytime you want. Um, and it, it goes like this. Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead. Christ will shine upon you. Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead. Christ will shine upon you. Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine upon you. Thank you, Father, that they may have the courage to take the hand of the angel and head home to you now, for they are your children and they are well loved. So, simple prayer, but that's probably the most fascinating thing about the work that I do. It's a little bit me and a whole lot of bit God. In doing that one prayer, what happens is the same angel that was there for them uh, when they first passed comes back down again and puts out their hand and waits for that person to reach up and take the hand and head home to God. So, long answer for a, a great question, but I think I, I think I got you covered. Did I miss any part of that? No, I actually think that was pretty good. Uh, I, do, <laughs> I do have, a, I think, a, a two-part question here. Um, number one, why would the spirit be at a cemetery? That, that, that has always been a, a wandering question of mine. And, and secondly, um, what you refer to um, as far as fasting and, um, and prayer, um, mm -hmm. that would be... Uh, almost like um, 
I guess like a, a speaking in tongue, like when, when you get drunk with the Holy Spirit, so to speak. Oh, um, yes. Right? Yes. Correct? Yeah. So, uh, like even the Native Americans do that, like in sweat lodges and stuff, essentially, um, mm-hmm. to, of course, to expedite the, the you know, what, what Catholics do as far as fasting and in prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, what the Native American says, the white man says it's a hallucination, when in actuality it's a spirit guide coming to you, and that's what you learn from. So is, is that the same theory as what you're saying? It can be. I think the more important thing is uh, discerning. Um, one of the things we do is... Um, and that's one of the things I love about working with somebody with gifts or talents, whether they can see, hear, or feel. Um, it's helping, helping them to sharpen the gifts and ask uh, God for assistance on how to do it. So um, just because we see something doesn't mean that we know exactly what we're seeing. So praying about what we're seeing, or um, like it tells us in First John, uh, test the spirits. Do you love Jesus now? You can ask that right off the bat. If they can't say yes, um, there's something else going on there. So... That's a big heads up for anybody who's using the gifts and talents to be able to kind of understand who it is that they're working with. But if they, um, like you mentioned about them being in a graveyard, there's a lot of places. If if we were all to see the number of ghosts around and where they're around, they are everywhere. Um, Cemeteries are just a place that a lot of them happen to congregate sometimes because it's a place where they last saw their loved ones. Um, But, you know, if you think about when we go over to our friend's house, most of us gather around the kitchen and hang out. Well, after we die, it's not too different. We're still social. We still like to hang out. And there's some that are aware and gather everybody up together and as a one group and help protect them. But um, the big thing is to actually help them to go back as quickly as you can, because if they don't, there's a good chance that they'll fall prey to manipulation by the unholy as well and then be used for hauntings or used for problems, too. Even if they had, even if they had already passed and, and came down back on free will, then... oh, that's different. That's um, oh. if they've already passed and gone back. I refer to that as a spirit, but a ghost is one whose body has died and they have yet to go back. Okay, good. I'm glad you made the clarification because that's yeah, why I was getting yeah, a little yeah. confused. And that's okay. That's where my, yes, my yes, next few questions are coming from. <laughs> okay, excellent right. point. Yeah, so there's a lot that, um, as you mentioned, spirit guides, we all have them. There's um, there's people that are aware of the assistance that they have, and there's people that aren't. But we've got way more help than what we're aware of, both with the, the spirit guides and as well with the, the holy angels that are here to help. And should we step up and um, look to do even more, then we get more help, more assistance, more angels, and uh, more Holy Spirit on us, too. I agree. Absolutely. And I tell you what, uh, we will take all the help we can get, and we, <laughs> we appreciate all that. Well, guys, uh, we're going to have to take another short commercial break, so I'm going to ask you to hold on. You're listening to Paranormal Science on WILK. We'll be right back. Your old friend Elmer here. Got ghosts in your house? Don't know what to do? Come to the East Coast Paracon on September 24th in the market pressure steam town in Scranton. The psychics and ghost hunters can help and tell you how to send those pesky ghosts to packing. I wonder if ghosts sleep. Seems to me they're up all night banging and clanging around the house. They must like working that graveyard shift. Talk to you soon. Warning. This program may contain material that is controversial to some listeners. Spontaneous enlightenment may occur. Welcome back. You're listening to Paranormal Science on WILK. Before, uh, sorry, Mark, before we get going, um... I want to bring up uh, Lila's Lollies. We're actually having a East Coast Paracon sponsoring a bingo for them. It's uh, $20 for a ticket, and you get 20 bingo tickets. Correct, Hal? Yes. 20 right? Games. Um, 20 games. 20 games. And it's going to be July 31st at the Wilkesboro Township Fire Hall. Yep. And the start time, do you remember? 
I can't remember if it's 10 a.m. or not. I don't I know. Think one it's of the, one. Check our <laughs> check our Facebook page. I, I just my mind just went blank. My apologies. But I'm um, sorry if you're being unprepared. T- here. Tickets are on sale, and um, you can go to our face. You go to our Facebook page. You can go to eastcoastparacon.com, and there's tickets available. There's lots of prizes. It's uh, beer bingo. And there's going to be purse bingo and a whole bunch of stuff. I'll be calling the, the letters. Ed's going to be. Modeling some purses for us. Yeah, great. Be, uh, walking the runway there. It's one, one p.m. One p.m. So okay. I knew there was a one and a zero somewhere in there. Yeah, it's it's another great cause. It is. It helps her out too. She has epilepsy and, and really bad, and it offsets the cost of her medicine. Yeah, and her mom's working really hard to try to cover these costs, she and uh, every little bit helps. So, yep. you know, come on down. You get to see the paranormal science crew there as well, and and maybe win a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah good that time helps. for all. Yep. All right. Well, uh, tonight we're talking with Father Billy Clark and psychic medium Kathy Brown. And uh, Kathy, I'm going to throw you on the spot this time. Uh, before the break, we were talking about doing cleansings at uh, cemeteries. So have you had the, uh, the pleasure of uh, accompanying Father uh, Billy to uh, one of these cleansings? Oh, yeah. And uh, here, definitely. here's my question for you. Um, mm-hmm. uh, do you guys work together where you're doing some, um, we'll call it some psychic work, energy work, or, or uh, prayers yourself? Or uh, does, does the Father do the prayers and you're just observing that? And uh, to get to the point, I guess my question is, uh, while he's doing the prayer work, can you psychically see that the, the souls are leaving? Yes. Um, you know, it's, it's actually... You know, we're both, it's, it's funny though, it's, it's, I'm trying to explain this, <laughs> and here I am tripping over my words. Um, a lot of times when we do work, you know, Father Billy's great at the prayers. I do prayers as well, but I see and I hear um, the ghosts or the manipulated ones, and I try to help them, you know, cross and, and get over there and take the hand of the, the angel and so that they can go. So sometimes the the ghosts want to have conversations. And uh, so they want to have conversations with me or they want confession or they, you know, it depends. They want to tell their story. So while Father Billy prays and I can hear him praying, I am talking to the ghosts that want to go. And so I'm talking to them and letting them know, or I'm talking to Father Billy while I'm talking to them, and I'm kind of multitasking at the same time. So we're kind of working together to try to get them to go home to God. So I would probably have to say Father Billy does more of the prayer, and I'm working more with the ghosts to try to get them to go so that they can take the hand and then go. Um, it's kind of a tag team effort, if you will. Um, but we we managed to work that way very well. And then when there's times where we both have to pray on something, we both pray on something. But sometimes if we're in a cemetery and I see groups of ghosts that are in, you know, 25 to 50, then I definitely have Father Billy take over on the prayer part so that I can concentrate on getting as many homing angels there so that we can get them home as quickly as possible. So it's one of those things where Father Billy makes it a little easier on me so that I can concentrate on what I'm doing with them to help them go and um, and what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing because I'm generally having quite a few conversations at once. <laughs> so, and, I, and trying to tune in Father Billy at the same time. So, 
Oh, so, um, so yeah. what exactly are you seeing? Because that's pretty much what Mark asked, and, and, and you said what you're seeing and hearing. But what do you see? Like, could, could you explain to us? Sure, absolutely. Um, well, I will see the the ghost that wants to go home, and um, they will either have me feel what it was that they had, like as far as maybe a disease or what they passed away from, and I'll feel that, or um, they'll show me themselves, and then the home angel will come in, and it will be an angel, and um, the one that will take them home to God. And a lot of times in their chest area, they have, the angel has like colors, usually they're red, yellow, blue colors. And sometimes it does have a meaning for them. And sometimes they'll tell me what that meaning is. Like red, a lot of times means um, like they were people in uniform, like firemen, police officers, um, things like that. Um, like yellow can mean a mother, you know, so, but they'll let me know sometimes and sometimes I don't know. Um, but what happens is if, if they have something that they're still here for or that they're afraid to go, they'll convey that to me and then I'll convey that to Father Billy and then we'll, you know, say, okay, well, let's put something in front of the homing angel so that it makes them more comfortable to go. So then they'll go more towards the homing angel and it makes them understand that it's their time to go and that God's waiting for them. And then on the other side of that, they're going to be, you know, where love is. So um, that's basically what I see. I see the process. You know, I, I get to, I'm blessed to see the process. Do, do um, they, sometimes I don't get to see all of that. Sometimes I can I can hear it, uh, then see it, and sometimes it's so fast, and then sometimes um, it takes a little bit longer. So, and sometimes people don't feel worthy enough to go back. So then we talk them through it, right. and you know, let them know that it's okay, and then it's their time. Um, so. I hope that answered your question. You, you did. Just one more question. D do you see the faces sure. of the angels? Um, not so much the faces of the angels. I see more the silhouettes of them. Okay. Um, I don't usually get that um, I privilege, I'd like to say. Um, but I do see the silhouettes. I see the brightness of them. Right. Sometimes it's brighter than others. And then... Uh, sometimes it's just like uh, fuzziness of it. So, yeah, Have it really you ever depends. Had the privilege of seeing the face? No, I'm not yet. Never? No. No. Hopefully, no. it's coming for you. That that probably. It, yes. Something when it's my well, when it's my yeah. time, I'm sure. Well, well yeah. Well, I, I hope <laughs> it's not at that I think time, he means like. before that. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely think <laughs> yeah. before that. Yeah. Well, just when it's Maybe my time, that. you know, that'll be no, great. I, but <laughs> I get wound up here on my question. <laughs> So, Father Billy, I want to ask you, when you've gone out anywhere, have you run into um, any, uh, I'll use a Native American as an example, uh, who may not be a Christian, who, um, you know, so say several hundred years ago, um, you know, if you're trying to do prayers for, they might just say, Jesus, who, what, I don't care about that, and just sort of disregard you? 
or are they still comfortable coming uh, to you for help? I don't know if you've even run into that scenario. Oh, you, you'll get a big kick out of this. One of the neatest parts about being ordained and doing this work is the Holy Spirit has you appear to them as it's easiest for them to understand you. So okay. for a Native American, I may appear as a chieftain. For um, somebody from a, a different religion, I'll appear however they want. Um, there was uh, just the other day, um, God brought two ghosts right to our house. There was a, a woman and her husband. Um, he was a Orthodox Jew. He wasn't talking at all. He was just rocking and praying and rocking and praying. And his wife knew, and she said, I've tried to get him to go. I've tried to get him to go, and he won't go. And I said, okay, Lord, I did the prayer. And uh, then I asked that God place the wailing wall right in front of him. And when he asked, I asked when he touches it, may I take him home to you? And sure enough, he looks up, and he stops his prayer, sees the wailing wall, and he goes to touch the wall, and he goes home. So there's, it's really uh, situationally dependent, and uh, sometimes it is uh, for Native American. If, uh, for example, Kathy and I did some work down in Cherry Valley, and uh, there was big Native American contingency all throughout there before any of us came there, and they had a struggle. They had a lot of fight, and it was big, uh, protracted battles again and again. But the interesting thing was, I went to a place that was way up on a hill. And it was a huge, huge cemetery for the Native Americans. It had to be about three football fields. So it was just humongous, and there was a lot of ghosts that were there. Well, many of them followed me home and didn't go then, said they didn't want to go until we helped protect all the other ghosts. I said, you know, here's an interesting thing. If you guys go home, you can ask God to send you to where all the other ghosts are instead of having me to go to every other place where you know there's Native American ghosts. You can go. But if you go now and take the hand of the angel, then God can help you help them. So, Do you know if that was an Olave tribe, the warriors? No, no idea. No idea. The, uh, I usually don't get specifics on it. For me, it goes much faster and much quicker. Okay. So um, oftentimes it's uh, just the, the whole, again, point is to help them to go. Right. So I, I don't get too um, detail-oriented, but just enough to kind of give me what's needed for them, with, uh, specific for prayer. Now, I know one of the things that uh, you also do are exorcisms. Mm-hmm. Have the two of you worked any cases where uh, there have been uh, what you believe is uh, an authentic possession of a person? Person that is, uh, you know, beyond just like a simple attachment. Uh, I have, no. but not with Kathy. I've done those no. before. Um, those are uh, a little bit more difficult. Um, and if you do it right, you don't see anything like you see on television. It is challenging. And what you're actually attempting to do is to have the person reclaim their faith. Yeah, and I think a large part of, uh, at least this is what we find in our work, is they, they have to be active participants as well. They have to want it, and they have to actively oh, yeah. try to adjust their lifestyle if need be to do that. And, you know, some people do, and some people don't. But, uh, um, you know, is it, uh, like you said, it was nothing like on TV where, like, have you ever felt uh, in danger while you're doing that work? Um, no, your body goes through your natural stuff like you, you'll, the unholy will try and get you to feel afraid or trying to get you to stop to pray. But um, for me, it's, it's very interesting. I actually have to go to confession once a week so that um, whatever I confess, the unholy can't use against me in the work. So it's a way to help me to stay clear, help me to hear God better. But um, 
basically they they just try and bully and intimidate you just like any other bully that we've ever experienced and they want to take over that person for two purposes number one to hurt that person directly and also to hurt god indirectly by hurting what he loves they want to have that person be so easily controlled that that person will not only take their own life but to try and take others with them when they go now, and you and you see those murder suicides every day in the news. Oh, absolutely. How do you get that that demonic spirit to come out of that person? Uh, that's where the prayer and fasting helps because um, some of them are older and have fallen a long, long time ago, and you actually have to call them out by name. Um, some of them you call out by spirit. You can call it out uh, by spirit of anxiety, spirit of depression, spirit of suicide, spirit of fear. Kathy mentioned unworthiness. There's actually a spirit of unworthiness, too. But you can, um, it's a lot of prayer and asking God back and forth. You never communicate directly with the unholy. It's always through God. So I actually do a prayer every day that um, I don't hear the unholy at all. I don't interact with them. I don't talk with them. I just do the holy side, and then God takes care of the rest. Now, when you say you don't hear him, now, if he is vocal through your your subject, if you will, um, do you hear that part of it? Uh, no, because you do a prayer at the beginning that you don't. <laughs> Most times um, when you're, um, and I'll actually, I'll, I'll say the deliverance prayer for you since you're asking so that uh, you guys can use it as a tool. Should you ever have anything that follows you home um, or something malicious, if you're waking up with, um, I'm sure you guys have seen this in the work that you do. You have somebody who has had three scratches on them or um, wakes up at 3 a.m. Um, all things there that the unholy try and do in opposition to the, the Holy Trinity. But um, anyway, if you ever need the prayer, it's it's simple prayer of deliverance, and this is the prayer. Heavenly Father, we ask any unholy angels in, on, near, or around us. We ask that they be nailed, held fast, and silenced. We decommission, bind, and encapsulate them through the power of the shed blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ, and bring them up to your presence immediately, Lord, to deal with as you see fit. Father, may you fill any empty place or lonely space within your children with your love and your light. May your holy angels cut any tie or any bind to the unholy that we may be brighter for you. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We lift up all these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's Thank you. Yeah. Well, uh, Father Bill, that was actually and, uh, perfect timing. Yes, <laughs> Kathy, uh, we're, we're out of time, so uh, we want to thank you both for joining us on the show uh, tonight. And uh, Father Billy, you have a website called thefourthhealing.com, and right. uh, Kathy, uh, yours is purpleandbutterflies.com. So check those yeah. out. Thank you both thank so you much guys for being so here. Much for being. Thanks for the honor. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. Yeah. Don't forget thank to keep the you. faith. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.